Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us this episode is Warren Lloyd of Lloyd Architects in Salt Lake City. Lloyd Architects was recently chosen Firm of the Year by AIA Utah, so it's a great privilege to have Warren here. Warren is also the chair of the Custom Residential Architects Network. Warren has been actively working this past year in putting together with his team the annual symposium for Grand's Conference, which is something that's highly valued in the field of residential architecture. The Cran Symposium usually held in the fall. So I wanted to take the time during this program to talk a little bit about the symposium. It's something that really benefits not only the architects who attend the symposium where they're given curated education, they have an opportunity to network with others in the field, but it's a program that also benefits the public because some of the gems that the attendees take away from the programming, they're able to put to use when they get back to their practices. If you've got a firm of maybe 20 people, maybe two or three will attend the symposium. But with the notes they take, with the connections they make, they're able to share those highlights with the other members of the team, which then translates into better design, better energy efficiency, uh, lowering of costs, improving of quality for their clients' projects. So we're going to talk a little bit today about the uh, symposium. And um, I invited Warren to come on so I could ask him some questions and so that the listeners, whether you're an architect, a custom builder, a homeowner or product manufacturer, you'll get a sense of the extensive work that goes into putting the symposium together each year. So Warren, welcome to the show. KT, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, It's great to visit with you again. Always love talking to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, Orn, um, I would like to ask you to talk a little bit about CRAN itself, the Custom Residential Architects Network. What is the value of CRAN to to an architect, uh, somebody who is highly skilled, highly trained, deeply involved in their practice and taking care of their customers? Why should they carve time out of their year to attend the uh, annual CRAN Symposium? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And uh, the answer for me, uh, I found many years ago when I moved my practice and relocated to back to Utah from uh, practicing in Seattle. And I was starting a, a, a young firm and determining um, how I was going to develop uh, a client base how I was going to do this this work, how I was going to create a successful practice. And one of the things that uh, came along, fortunately, about that time was a, a group of residential practitioners that were working within the AIA, uh, but didn't feel like there was a specific group or, or network that identified with the work they were doing uh, with single-family custom homes. And... Um, Cran is a, a maybe an odd acronym, uh, but a great vision, and uh, it, it is that for custom residential architects, Cran is their network. It's it's their home, and uh, it's a way to communicate with with my peers uh, across state boundaries and different regions, uh, different practice types, and uh, in some ways can 
gain expertise, knowledge, and uh, tips from people in another place that I wouldn't necessarily um, be able to do uh, right in my local market. That totally makes sense. Uh, Each market, it's kind of almost like a silo where you're going to, it's going to be very Mm -hmm. easy to network and work with the other architects in your area. But, you know, um, you're in the Seattle area, you're not necessarily going to be learning and sharing with residential architects in Austin, even though there's great stuff happening in Austin, just as there's great stuff happening in Salt Lake City. So to your point, CRAN allows all of those practitioners to get together and share best practices. And that grows the industry as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So Warren, let's talk a little bit about, before we start talking about this year's event, which is coming up uh, in October, um, let's talk a little bit about past year's events. So I've had the privilege of attending two symposiums last year in Chicago, which was just absolutely fantastic. Chicago, as you know, is just really known for the commercial architecture, people coming from all over the world, taking the riverboat crews and just ooing and eyeing and all the buildings that have been built and are being built. Um, but not as many people appreciate the significance of residential architecture in that Chicagoland area and some of the incredible things that were done in there and how those those breakthrough design techniques actually influence a lot of other design throughout the U.S. Uh, So I did that one last year. And then the year before we had it in Scottsdale and that was just absolutely phenomenal. Maybe you can just talk about maybe in the last, because I think you've been a lot more than you have. Uh, How many (laughs) symposiums have you attended? I'm losing count, uh, but (laughs) I think that (laughs) it's been a few. And uh, there were some precursors to the CRAN Symposium where, uh, you know, there there were residential tours. And uh, back in the day, uh, there was a conference that Hanley Wood put on that was called Reinvention. And uh, that had included some some home tours. But uh, in this uh, uh, configuration... Cran is now celebrating, I believe it's their 13th annual symposium. We had a little bit of a break during COVID, and uh, there have been times when it hasn't happened. But um, the first one that I specifically remember going to, perhaps as a Cran symposium, was Minneapolis. Okay. uh, Minneapolis is a great city, and... If there are unifying elements in places that have held symposia, it has been places where um, uh, the communities value residential work and residential architects. And Minneapolis is certainly one of those places. Um, I recall going to Charleston in the South, and I don't know the South very well. And so that, um, that foray into South Carolina was so eye-opening and to think about some of the historic housing types that had occurred uh, uh, for centuries uh, in that part of the world was so instructive to me, not because I would uh, 
designed a South Carolina dog trot house for my next project. But there are definitely elements that you uh, can integrate and you can relate to. And uh, the practice, the, the type of people who are practicing on the Atlantic seaboard and, you know, and the, the southern, uh, you know, uh, southeastern part of the U.S., those have all been such great experiences for me. Um, we've uh, we've been to Scottsdale, Arizona, and mm-hmm. saw how architects practiced in the desert. And uh, uh, I think there were great figures, uh, Wendell Burdett, and mm-hmm. then of course the the desert houses of some of our most famous architects, Frank Lloyd Wright, who uh, who did a lot of work in. Arizona as his winter home and Taliesin West was his, uh, his winter home and his caravan would come out every year uh, to the West. And so I think it it connected the dots for me uh, in regions and that the symposium wasn't just lectures. The fact that it actually includes uh, on-site and home tours uh, means that you connect in a much deeper way with the community you're in. Yeah, that's so true. I, I know as a product manufacturer, one of the reasons that we got involved with CRAN was because we recognize that for any built structure, you've got a couple of key players. You've got the architect, you've got the general contractor, and then you've got the product manufacturers. They're all important. Right. Without those all of those three, nothing's getting built. And I recognize that most professionals, whether you're a builder, an architect, or a product suppliers, what we're looking for are strategic partners. Like if you're going to play in any of those fields, it goes without saying that you have a product or service or else you can't be in the field. I mean, no one can really say, yeah, you can only use my product. My product is the only way to accomplish this. That's just not realistic. So with architects, when you're designing a home, there are numerous products that could work for a particular need. But I'm assuming that what you're looking for, Warren, is a partner, someone who cares more about your company's success than they do about just selling another widget to you. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. And I think about uh, some of the uh, great friendships that uh, I've developed over the years have been with manufacturing and product uh, rep partners that support us. Um, I think about um, Stu Weiland, uh, who, um, who for many years uh, was a supporter of Cran, and we developed um, a great relationship with, with Sue. Um, she uh, built a, a, a window company that ultimately became part of Anderson Windows. Wow. And, um, uh, and you think about uh, having that type of a, um, a contact in the industry uh, as a resource is really amazing to know that you have someone that has great insights into how manufacturers work, how they solve specific problems. So I think you know those types of relationships are great. I love seeing my friends at Graphsoft uh, at, at these conferences and can tell that 
that they are aware of how our office uses their software and have mm-hmm. developed partnerships with them to to communicate how we're using their tools and how their uh, products are making our work better and, and more effective. So I think there's a, a number of examples in which architects that want to practice at the highest level are going to rely on strategic partnerships that uh, CRAM provides. Yeah, that's really well said. So as we move through the rest of the interview, I will come back and and highlight again why um, AJ Stainless, as a manufacturer of uh, custom railings, uh, why we partner with CRAM, what we get out of it. Because, you know, again, speaking on behalf of the Custom Residential Architects Network nationally, we are always looking to showcase to our community great products, great services. Um, but we'll come back to that. We're going to take a quick break. Now, in case you're uh, just joining us and you're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home, I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. Did you know that with certain designs and construction techniques, you can completely eliminate the cost of heating and cooling your home each month? For some homeowners, that can represent a savings of $5,000 to $10,000 a year with no loss in comfort. Want to learn more? Be sure and listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. Get inspired. Every hour, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us is Warren Lloyd of Lloyd Architects. We've been talking about the annual CRAN Symposium and helping to kind of paint that picture of why would an architect take time out of their schedule to network with hundreds of other architects, residential architects from all over the United States? What do they get from that? And equally important, how can they take what they learn and have that information impact the quality of the work they deliver for their customer, you, the homeowner? So this year, the symposium is going to be held in Salt Lake City. Super excited. Our guest, Warren Lloyd, is the chair of CRAN this year, and he's been working diligently for the last year to put this event together. Warren, if you could just tell us a little bit about Salt Lake City and Park City. Uh, if my wife is saying, hey, I want to go too, or maybe she's saying, I don't want to go. What are what are my selling points <laughs> to get her to say, yes, okay, let's go. Well, first, KT, I have to uh, acknowledge that that I'm a Salt Laker. Uh, I'm a native Utah. And nice. so, uh, lest you think this is too much home cooking, uh, <laughs> I could talk to you a little bit about how it ended up coming to Utah. One of the things that uh, the CRAN community wants to have is regional diversity. And we have looked at the conference uh, traversing uh, across the country from west to east. And um, uh, some of the, the locations that I think, you know, in, in the east that we enjoyed, east and, and midwest, certainly, uh, uh, South Carolina, Minneapolis, Cincinnati, Chicago. Um, and out west, we've been to 
um, Santa Rosa uh, and Scottsdale. And so as we were looking for, um, for places that were able to host the conference, one of the things that we do need to, to focus on is, is this a place that architects are going to be able to, to learn something and have a good experience in? Um, do we have the resources to, to see it through? And um, so as we were looking at this year's conference, this goes back several years ago, as we were looking at, uh, at coming back out west, um, I proposed uh, Salt Lake with the encouragement of a number of other people on CRAN because um, Salt Lake's an interesting uh, community. It has, for the last decade or so, been one of the fastest growing uh, states in the country. And the, the Salt Lake market is a... Uh, an increasingly diverse architectural community. And when I say diverse, meaning um, both who is practicing here, but but also who's coming to, to do work here. And so uh, many people recognize Utah as ski country and mm -hmm. that they may have come out to Park City to ski or to come to Sundance or to uh, for, for these uh, other experiences. And uh, so it is a resort community in that, but it, but it's also one of the fastest growing uh, urban markets that has uh, a lot of issues with housing affordability, mm -hmm. uh, growth, and, and uh, the other types of uh, you know issues that uh, that many countries uh, or many uh, cities around the country are facing. Yeah, you I know, think. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Warren. Well, I just think that. Um, the chance to um, to bring people into a place that uh, that is sometimes been uh, considered a, a flyover state um, because it's uh, you know it's nine hundred miles from the west coast uh, it's a it's a regional delta hub and I'd have to say that that actually uh, ranked in one of the reasons why it felt like. Uh, came to the forefront uh, was that accessibility for people to be able to, to get here. Mm -hmm. uh, there are places around this country that have spectacular and amazing architecture that are very difficult to travel to. Right. And that's not the case with, with Utah. It's, um, it has been known as the crossroad of the West uh, because uh, of its you know, proximity uh, in the Intermountain, inter, Intermountain West. And so, um, it's a Delta hub. And uh, when we looked at uh, being able to pull off a conference, we have um, we have top resort uh, amenities, but we also have downtown and, and urban market uh, facilities. And so so a hotel that can accommodate uh, the conference within uh, you know 30 minutes of uh, of these locations also made it easier to say, yes, we can. We can create a conference here, and we're in a brand new hotel, aren't we? Yeah, the um, the La Meridian Hotel uh, is a is a Marriott uh, branded uh, hotel that uh, just opened for the NBA All Star Game. Yeah, uh, earlier this year, that was I think their first weekend. <laughs> so, um, so it's it's a new location. It's got a, a great amenities, and, and in the past we. <clears throat> Uh, frankly, have sacrificed accommodations for uh, for city location, and, and in this uh, this conference, I think we've 
we've clearly got uh, you know, top facilities. We've got we 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 checked all the boxes. Yeah, I agree. Well done on that one. So let's um talk a little bit now about. I would have to say, if I look from the two um, symposiums that I've attended, if I were to take the whole agenda and share it with a random uh, grouping of attendees and say, okay, what's your favorite thing that you're either looking forward to or that you did last year? I would bet mm-hmm. you 60 to 70% are going to say the home tour. And yeah. I know that as a product manufacturer, we, we make custom railing that when we are sponsoring some of the local CRAN chapters, one of the things that the uh, the local CRAN members really look forward to locally are the home tours. Now, the home tours, usually when we're doing that with a local CRAN chapter, Austin, um, Chicago, wherever, when we're, when we're doing uh, a, a local home tour, a lot of times they're centered around properties that are not yet completely built. So in Seattle, uh, our CRAN chapter spark, we, and I've scheduled some of these, we get our AIA credit, uh, continuing ed credit, but you're getting to look behind the walls. The home tours that we do with the symposium are different. Like I've not been to one where the home was under construction. So maybe you can talk about how your team selected the homes for the home tours this year sure um since i'm from utah and practice here uh i knew that we have world-class architecture uh, designed by architects uh, from utah and designed by architects from from other locations and so from the outset we knew the biggest challenge was really how are we going to be able to get to um, a uh, even a representative sampling of the great architecture here, mm-hmm. uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, speakers at the conference this year, uh, Tom Kundig, is a Seattle-based architect who has designed a number of projects in the Wasatch Mountains. And so, just looking at some of his some of his most powerful work um, that was done here in uh, in Utah were the things that we sort of started with and said, well, we would certainly like to put you know, this house on and, and that house on. And we turned to our uh, our CRAN colleagues. Surprisingly enough, um, one of our good uh, uh, CRAN advisory group members from Chicago had designed a beautiful home at the mouth of Little Cottonwood Canyon 20 years ago. Was that Scott, so, Scott Crow? So Scott Crow, uh, <laughs> you know, has has a great project that said, "Wow, that would be a great house to go to and and talk about." Um, so I think we've got a pretty good variety of of houses that uh, have been completed within the last five uh, years, as well as houses that are um, twenty five years out, and then of course uh, some historic projects as well. We're really looking forward to seeing some uh, homes that are in Salt Lake City that are in some of our historic neighborhoods that give us a different perspective about uh, about this dichotomy of the historic and traditional architecture versus new architecture. That's just a great explanation. We're going to transfer now and just talk about some of the, the homes you, you picked. Don't 
don't ruin it for us by telling us too much. <laughs> we just want to whet everyone's appetite. But I can say personally, it's definitely a highlight for me on the events because I love when we get there, there's usually someone who is very knowledgeable about the home, about the project. Um, sometimes it's the architect, sometimes it's the homeowner, the current homeowner that's touring us through. It just depends. Right. But I always love knowing the backstory. Like it's it's one thing to just look at look at a home and and appreciate it for what it is. But when there's somebody that knows the backstory and they can like break it down for you, like in this room, this is how the family used it, and here's the history behind it. I mean, am I alone in that? Do, do other people appreciate knowing that kind of detail on the homes, Warren? Oh, absolutely. And uh, architects are geeks in that uh, in that sense, right? You know, they they love to to get in and be able to look at things and as well as, as understand the, the stories uh, behind the houses. I'm looking forward to all of the houses, but I, I think that um, the opportunity to visit the historic uh, Walker uh, estate, um, uh, the Walker family were early minor uh, magnets in, in Utah that, that developed a, a vast empire and, and built a, an amazing home on the uh, outskirts of, of Salt Lake City. And so we'll be able to tour that. We also have an opportunity to visit uh, some very new modern houses that were completed at high elevation. And uh, we'll be touring four projects uh, that are on at about 9,000 feet elevation wow. uh, at, at Powder Mountain. And so um, from an a standpoint of understanding how climate affects design and, and and how do you build in snow country these are some some good opportunities frankly i'm hoping that we don't have snow uh, during the tour but uh, I, I think that seeing uh, seeing different environments uh, like this is is a unique opportunity for for all that are going to attend as i mentioned one of the biggest challenges we have is the logistics. And so this year's home tour, we couldn't get it all done in one day. Historically, we've had uh, uh, the tours uh, fill our Saturday and we get on a bus and, and go from morning till night. And and this time around, just because of some of the distances, we felt it made more sense to, to separate that. And we'll have two uh, afternoons of tours. And one day we'll be going to, to, uh, projects from Brian McKay Lyon and, uh, and uh, other you know, noble architects at Powder Mountain. And then the, the next day we'll be seeing things in Salt Lake and Park City. Oh man, I'm so excited. Well, that's a great segue. Um, when we come back, I've got uh, a number of projects that you have included on this year's tour. But, but since I have you on the call, I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about the home that you designed that's on the tour. So I'll give the listeners something to look forward to. So we'll take a quick break here. Um, you're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. Are you thinking of building a new home, a beautiful residence, 
custom designed to meet the needs of your family. If you are, then get started by listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT. The show features interviews with award-winning residential architects, custom home builders, and other residential design and construction industry experts who will share their knowledge and expertise with you. That's Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. In case you're just joining us, you're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us today is Warren Lloyd of Lloyd Architects. We're talking about the upcoming Custom Residential Architects Network's annual symposium, this year being held in Salt Lake City. Warren, as the chair of CRAN National, has been putting together the content for this year's event all year and wanted to have him kind of talk us through what attendees can look forward to, share a little bit about the history of the event, and focus a little bit on why having your home custom designed for the needs of your family can be one of the best experience, one of the best housing experience your family will ever get to enjoy. So with that, Warren, I have about, I don't know, maybe there's eight projects that you have on the tour this year, maybe maybe a couple more. But I wanted to take a moment and have you talk about the project that you designed on this year's tour, the Red Butte Residence in Salt Lake City. So let me just sure. start by asking you, because not all listeners have lived in custom designed homes. So for many listeners, they're just kind of getting their arms around the concept that they don't have to just buy a home that exists. They can work with an architect who primarily does residential design, and they can craft a home that's designed to specifically meet the needs of their family. Was the Red Butte residence that kind of a solution for that family? Yeah, the Red Butte house uh, was a... uh was a labor of love and uh, it's located uh, in the neighborhood in which I, which I live. And so um, the Yale Crest neighborhood is, is a historic neighborhood in Salt Lake and uh, that predominantly was built out in the 1920s. And the, um, the original home was, uh, was a, was a Tudor uh, uh, dialed house that had a spectacular, uh, property that that spanned across a, a stream and uh, was really unique for it for its time the owners came to me after they had moved into the house with the, the desire to to do an addition and so that project is a modern addition on a historic house and um, what i think might be relevant to those that are attending this conference is that it um, it does address some of the issues about historic preservation as well as renovations and uh, working within both local and national historic districts. And so uh, there are a lot of architects, particularly from the East, who have a lot of experience working with older historic houses. And so, so I think this might resonate with, with some of them. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about another very unique home. Now, again, there's 
a bunch of amazing homes on the tour. We don't have time to get into all of them. So I'm just picking a couple highlights to give the listeners a sense of both the variety and just the the skill um, demonstrated in the design. The house at 9,000. This was designed by McKay Lyons Sweet Apple. Can you give us just, I mean, the, the, the shape is just unbelievable. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about this project, Warren? Well, I, I've been fortunate to actually have some good discussion with the, the project architect and design team on this house. And, and it clearly was a unique response to a condition. This, um, the Powder Mountain Resort is an interesting mountain in which you actually drive to the top of the mountain and then the ski resort it goes down from there. Okay. And so, so it's it's a unique location. I mentioned that there are houses at nine thousand feet, and that's that's the name of, of the house. It sits um, on an, a south facing slope of the resort with a dramatic view. From there, I think you can see. You feel like you see forever. It's really a, a unique place that that you can see um, to the east. Uh, you'll you'll see where. Wyoming uh, is in the north is Idaho and, and to the west uh, beyond the Great Salt Lake is is Nevada. So so it really uh, is um, a very interesting location, and the architects uh, designed a very unique and uh, and special architectural form. It it's somewhat elliptical and extruded ellipse, and all the functions of the house. Um, are basically housed within this uh, iconic uh, tubular form. So I think people uh, that are are going to attend this to see this house are, are in for a real treat. Yeah, I totally agree. When you see this house, you're going to love it. I like the idea, too, if you're going to go skiing or snowboarding, of driving to the top. <laughs> that, seems right. to that should catch yeah. on more than it has. <laughs> right. Okay, I want to transition now to talk about some of the content. So, you know, kind of watching on the side, I've just been so impressed with the work that you and the Cran national team, the um, the probably seven to ten people that, that have been working with you on putting the content together. And I, I appreciate how much work this takes because – one of the big pulls, one of the big, you know, advantages of attending events like this is that the architects are able to easily earn their continuing ed credits. And if you're not familiar with this, uh, in in most uh, states, uh, to maintain your license with the state, you have to get a certain number of continuing ed credits as an architect each year. So architects look for that as an added benefit of attending events. So for this event, if I'm not mistaken, there's like 40, 40 plus credits available, isn't there, Warren? I think we'll, uh, it might be closer to 30, but uh, yeah, there is a lot of credit available because um, we've gone through the process to uh, create descriptions and learning objectives for all of the speakers as well as uh, as well as the tours. So yeah, you could rack up some, some CE credits. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, 
let's just hit for the architects that are listening some of the highlights. So uh, the first day we've got that opening reception. That's going to be awesome. And we're getting the chapter leaders, grand chapter leaders together for that initial meeting. Uh, everybody will get to see each other. Uh, Thursday, though, is when the educational program really gets going. And you've got it broken out into two sessions. Um, can you explain which sure. what happened in each session? And just by way as a precursor to, to this, um, uh, each symposium has had people that uh, that work to create and curate the content. And I was fortunate to um, come on the heels of uh, of my friend and architect Julie Hacker in Chicago, and she had created such a compelling program in Chicago. And in the discussion that we had with her, I, I said, Julie, I, I don't think people know Utah very well. Uh, Chicago has uh, is one of the great residential architecture cities of the world. It's recognized as such. But I don't think people uh, know that much about the West. It's sort of the missing time zone. And so we're going to uh, use this opportunity to... Um, give people a background uh, about about this unique area nice. and um uh brenda Shear is the the former dean of the college of architecture and planning in the u and, and she's um, will be talking about this unique plat of zion how did the uh this area develop from the the mormon pioneer settlement onward and so we're going to go back in, in history a little bit about that and then follow up with um the current, uh, you know, uh, administration in Salt Lake City, from the mayor's office and uh, the uh, the chair of the city council, Darren Mana, who's who is an architect and and is helping address some of the critical issues that we're dealing now with housing affordability. And so uh, that'll be the the first morning to give us a little bit of a backdrop of about what's going on in Utah, and then in the afternoon with um, some just poetically beautifully designed uh, homes by Bobby McAlpine, who describes himself as a romantic modernist. And so I think we'll have a, a little bit uh, for, for everything. Um, we have uh, Dennis Wedlick and Namita Modi uh, from, uh, from AIA New York uh, CRAN group, who will be talking about emerging work. And so... I think there's just a lot uh, out there to try and share uh, in the time that we've got. Nice. And then I know that you have got um, scheduled one of the most famous architects, especially out of the Seattle area. Uh, is it hard to get? Sure. Is it hard to get people like that to come to your event? <laughs> uh, you know, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Uh, and uh, but we thought, well, there's nothing like just asking. And I just have to say that that Tom Kundig was so gracious um, uh, for, for the invitation to come to Utah. I think it helps that uh, this is an area that he uh, has current projects in and is doing work. But uh, uh, he seemed to be very willing to to participate and and to come and share share his knowledge. Um, in fact, I think his conditions were that he wanted to have more of a discussion uh, than a lecture format. And so 
that is the beauty of Cran is that I can't think of any other environment in which you have this collection of talented, experienced, young uh, residential practitioners in architecture. And so I- I'm just really look- looking forward to, to that dialogue. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is one of the things that I think, um, if you ask most professionals who uh, are are setting out on their career path, like what would be of measurable benefit to you? I think most would say being able to work with some of the really talented, experienced individuals who are already taking the lead in that field. And so that's one of the real pluses of CRAN is we provide that that space for emerging professionals. Uh, you know, if you if you especially as it relates to residential design, if you work for a very large architectural firm that primarily does commercial design, well, those firms have all the resources they need to help you to grow in your profession. But residential design they tend to be smaller firms. So with a residential um, uh, firm, you maybe would not have the same resources made available to you that uh, someone your same age just getting started would have available working at one of the big commercial firms. But that's where CRAN can be the differentiator because at the local CRAN chapters, you're going to be sitting at the table, young person, a person that has got a few years under their belt, a person that is recognized throughout the industry as being a great residential architect, you're going to be sitting at the table with that nice mix and you're going to learn. I, wouldn't you say, um, I know, um, Warren, that you've got a number of young professionals working in your firm. Wouldn't you say that an emerging professional is benefited by being able to work closely with someone more experienced? Well, that's exactly the, the point of the network. And it is uh, to bring young, uh, uh, well, to emerging voices to to the dialogue. And we know in our profession that we do need to um, break down barriers and make um, make the practice more accessible to to women and to uh, uh, minorities, to people of color. And so uh, the symposium is one of those things that we feel is those opportunities. And so I think we have a, a pretty equal mix of, of men and women architects. I think there's a, a couple of sessions that I'm really looking forward to visiting in on, one of which is our Friday morning session with Lindsay Shack, Love Shack Architects. Lindsay practices in Montana and does amazingly profound work with passive house and uh, carbon neutral uh, or zero carbon type construction. And so to be able to be in a, in a room and see a figure like that speak to you um, is, is powerful. And so uh, that's why we've, we've searched to get a, a broad range of voices to, to share at the symposium. Yeah. So I, I would, would you put her in one of the younger voices in the industry? I think it's not so much a question about age, but it is a question about uh, work. And uh, um, as we think about emerging work, Passive House is one of the emerging voices that's mm-hmm. that's coming out. And I, that certainly 
uh, resonates with architecture uh, school students and the younger professionals because it is our future that uh, uh, working towards carbon neutral uh, and carbon zero carbon uh, design is what we really need to be focusing on. So, so yeah, whether you're uh, young or old, the, the point is that we need to be thinking about uh, emerging work in a new way. Yeah, well said. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, let's let's take our final break, and then we'll be right back because we want to talk about if you're an architect, how to register. If you're a product manufacturer and you'd like to get uh, knowledge on your product or process in front of architects who primarily practice residential design, how you can sponsor, whether it's this year or next year or 10 years from now. And um, we're going to do a couple wrap-up things. So uh, this is Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we'll be right back. Did you know that you can design a custom home that not only comfortably meets your needs today, it can easily accommodate your future needs if an unexpected mobility-limiting event affects someone in your family? To learn how the principles of universal design can make your custom home more comfortable today while potentially increasing your property's resale value tomorrow, listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT. And with us today is Warren Lloyd of Lloyd Architects. We're discussing the 2023 CRAN Symposium why it's of benefit to architects who primarily design residential properties throughout the U.S., and how that um, training and networking and uh, sharing of best practices filters down to the work that they do for their clients. As we approach the end of the show, I wanted to take a few moments and have Warren speak a little bit more on a couple of key things. One is the focus at Cran National on improving access to the industry for uh, women, minorities, those who have not historically maybe had the same opportunity to enter the field of residential architecture. Warren, I know that that has been a big focus for your firm, and you made that a focus for the symposium this year. Can you break that out for us a little bit more? Yeah, I think that uh, the symposium needs to provide something to everyone that comes. And uh, some people are very seasoned professions, professionals, and um, and every year they know this is a priority for them because they can uh, they can reconnect with with friends and colleagues. We also hope that this is an inviting venue for um, for the the whole range of of architectural practice. We've got a lot of people that are planning to, to come who um, who aren't practicing in specifically in the residential market in their careers, but want to have that type of a experience of seeing um, a conference about residential work. Um, we also have a uh, uh, what will be a, a really interesting session on 
on Friday afternoon on uh, emerging uh, practice and emerging word. And Namita Modi and uh, and Dennis Wedlick um, have curated a, a session about uh, emerging practice that I think is going to be uh, of interest to to everyone attending. We specifically uh, have reached out and, and are inviting some architecture school students um, so that they can see uh, what it's like and to basically have them in the room at the table with uh, with with more experienced people. So um, I would also add one thing that we're doing this year that I think should be significant is uh, actually having a, a discussion with our vendor partners. And uh, I don't know that we've done this in a formal way in the past, but uh, the opening day of the conference will be, uh, we'll have a session with, with the vendor partners to hear uh, their perspective. And, uh, and they provide uh, so much uh, expertise and, uh, and resources to us. Not only are they you know, supporting the, the conference and making it available, but they, they provide uh, just a great experience and perspective. So we're looking forward to, to connecting with them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, one thing I would like to cover that kind of dovetails on what you just said is how appreciative we are of our sponsors at Grand National. Um, and yes. I want to encourage any product manufacturers that have as a target for your product or process architects who primarily design residential properties like to encourage you to take a look at uh, joining uh, these fine companies. We've got Anderson Will Windows. We've got Sierra Pacific Windows, Marvin Windows, James Hardy, Lowen Windows, Colby's, excuse me, Colby Windows and Doors, New Cedar Jane, Graphisoft, Constantino, EnviroShake, Hello Windows and Doors, Kalamazoo, Outdoor Kitchens, Pack Clad Siding, Solar Group, and Crestron. So one of the reasons that AGS Stainless um, is a big sponsor of CRAN National is because, as I mentioned earlier, we really believe in working with companies that you want to form a strategic partnership with. This is a company that is going to do more than just provide you with a product. This is a company that puts the the needs and desires of your firm ahead of just selling another widget. And those are the companies that we want to work with. And I think that for most product manufacturers, you're going to find that you're going to find those relationships with the architects who are members of CRAN. And the symposium each year is a very easy way to get to make those connections when you're talking about someone who's designing custom homes, this is typically someone that's looking for products that are above and beyond the standard of quality that might be typical for the industry. It's not about the pricing, it's about the quality. And people wanna work with people that they like. So your opportunity to network, whether it's on the home tours, whether it's at the meals, um, your opportunity as a product manufacturer to really form some great relationships where you can make a visible impact in how that architect 
uh, delivers the solutions for their clients that they're looking for. And they, in turn, can help you by supporting you by being available for case studies where you're able to reflect back on a problem they had, a challenge, how your product helped them solve that challenge, what the final result was. These are all the types of ways that you can help grow your business that work for both the architect and for the the um, the product manufacturer. So again, I encourage you to consider becoming a sponsor of Cran National. You can find us on the web at aia.org forward slash C-R-A-N, aia.org forward slash CRAN. And the same holds true for, not just for uh, um, sponsors, but for attendees. So if you're an architect or a custom home builder and you'd like to come and share best practices and learn from others who primarily focus on residential design and construction, we encourage you to register and come and attend the symposium with us. Same exact way. KT, one thing I would just add uh, as you're describing that, I think that um, um, the symposium format is unique in that the, um, where you've got three and a half days, uh, uh, four, four days, of, of sessions, you you can build relationships because um, our our vendor sponsors are on the bus with us and they're touring and they're experiencing these things. And so it seems like it's a very different format than a, a national convention or or even the national builder show, uh, which um, which just has a, a different feel to it. So so we find that it, it is really truly a way for um, for vendors to to build. Uh, more uh, closer and and basically stronger relationships. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out, Warren. I totally agree with you. It's the most unique of all the events that uh, AGS sponsors. So uh, just wanted to make sure I don't forget, if you're an architect or a custom home builder and you're wanting to, to learn more about the great knowledge sharing that takes place at the annual CRAN Symposium, you're going to go to the same place that I just sent the sponsors to. That's aia.org forward slash C-R-A-N, aia.org forward slash CRAN, and you'll be able to register for the conference. There's still a few openings. It's not the biggest conference you've ever attended, and we've kept it smaller because that's the request from the architects that attend. They love the intimacy, and again, to Warren's point, our vendor sponsors get to share in that intimacy, which just makes it very easy to strengthen your network. Uh, Warren, did I leave out anything? Well, uh, I guess we are praying for good weather. Uh, <laughs> October October the 11th to the 15th historically has been one of the highlights of the uh, the changing colors uh, in the uh, in the mountains. And but regardless of the weather, uh, the symposium will be on and uh, I really welcome you to to uh, to see what uh, what Utah's about and what Cran's about. Thank you for mentioning the date. Also, I think I completely forgot to do that. <laughs> October eleventh, twenty twenty three starts at nine, and concludes October fifteenth. The agenda is on the AIA website, aia.org forward slash Cran. I want to thank you for being with me today, Warren. Well, thank you, KT. It's fun to talk about uh, uh, about our passion project, isn't it? 
It really is. It is. And next year we're in Seattle. That'll be very cool. You've been listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT. If you missed any portion of today's broadcast, you can download it as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look forward to seeing you next week.